Well, we're so excited to be back talking about matters of the family. What a subject I am so passionate about. I know you're passionate about, Owen, and uh, just such a need in the family today. And this is what season two of Unscripted with Owen and Tammy is all <laughs> about. And right from the beginning, we're going to get business out of the way because I want you to know that we are asking you to subscribe and like this podcast. Other people need to know about it besides us. And I just like Unscripted because we're really kind of laid back doing this. So we're able to just be very transparent and right. very open and just share some things that we've personally been through. One time we had someone tell us, uh, they called us uh, in a meeting once, Mr. and Mrs. Perfect. Oh, and wow. I just wanted to fall on the ground and laugh right. because... We're far from perfect, so we're not here coming from a seat of perfection saying we got it all together, do this and do that. We've been through some things, and we've survived, and we're living a life of freedom and uh, happiness and joy in the Lord. So all we're sharing is things that we've been through and uh, learned a few things as we've walked through it. So well, tonight's subject, I think, is really good as we talk about most learning is through trial and error. Of course. And for us, as we have stated before, we don't consider ourselves to be marriage experts. We're not counselors. I'm not professional. No. I don't have training. And Just a say, little experience. But we have a lot of training in, in real life. <laughs> right. And how we've started and where we are today some of the things that we've learned along the way through hard knocks, through moments where we had to figure it out. Obviously, today in the church, there's much more information and, and um, revelation concerning the family. Yeah. Growing up in a Pentecostal church, uh, we didn't really have teaching on the family. Right. Most of the teaching in church at that time was about get ready, Jesus is coming. I heard so many sermons on Jesus is coming, uh, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, get saved, and uh, that was pretty much it. Yeah. Today, thank God, we have understanding not only through professional counselors, but from the Word of God. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things that we want to discuss today, which I believe is pivotal in a successful marriage is how to deal with conflict that is probably the biggest i mean you say well conflict over what well there could be conflict over over small things yeah it's the little foxes that spoil the vine it could be big things it could be uh spending money mm -hmm. it could be uh how do we handle the opposite sex that's not our not our our spouse how we re relate to people. There can be misunderstandings, there could be uh, intentional yeah. decisions. However, when we come back to the truth, God wants us to remain. Now, but even beyond again, marriage, what we're gonna talk about can con pertain to any kind of conflict, like well, that's on your I, job yeah. with your boss or yeah, I mean, know, siblings or family or anything. I was about to say that. I mean, even if you're, you're, you're watching listening and you're single yeah you say well you know 
what, what's the, why do I need to hear this? Like someone told me these help them as a school teacher because they deal with parents and, they, and there's conflict sometimes. I heard a, a Greek Orthodox priest describe that when he wanted to get married, his, his priest told him, write down 30 things that you want in a mate. So oh, wow. he did. 30 things. 30 things. And I'm like, wow, he was that. That's a hit list, huh? Particular. <laughs> I couldn't have done that. Woo. Maybe I'll, maybe 10 or 12. Yeah. But he wrote down 30, and he was single at the time. R- write down 30 things that you want in a mate. Wow. So he did. And he brought it back to his pastor or his priest. He said, here. He said, oh, good job. He said, now, you got a few years before you probably meet your mate. Tear off the top header of the things that you want in a mate and put things that I have to work on between now and then. Oh, wow. And those are the 30 things that you need to become. So if you're listening to us and you say, well, I'm single, I'm divorced, I don't, why is this relevant to me? Yeah. Well, you're in preparation stage. So some of the things that we're talking about now, maybe it's not immediate, but it will be relevant in your life. Absolutely. So in the scripture, let's go back to there. Genesis chapter three, verse one, it says that the devil was the most shrewd and cunning serpent was the enemy. He was in the garden and it goes on that we know the downfall that eventually, um, the enemy got Eve to eat the apple. The Bible says in Genesis three that she then offered it over to her husband, which was Adam and they both ate. And sin came into the garden. There was the fall. God comes in right after that and reminds them that where they, where they are, and, and he tells them, who told you you were naked? Why, why are you acting this way? Right. Why are you hiding? That's one of the things that we do when sin comes in. We're trying to cover up our... And, and look, this is... We all come from this. This is the original family, right? Correct. So we all come from the original family. Oh, we all come from. It's the. We, I don't care how. Yeah. How great your family is. We all come from dysfunction. No doubt. Every home has some kind of dysfunction going on. Right. Now, some of us are trying more, and we are not as dysfunctional as others. Right. But the truth Who's is, to compare, though? the truth is we all are dealing with this problem from Adam and Eve. Right there, God says to them, hey, what, 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 why did you do this? Right. And instead of Adam and Eve taking on responsibility, like a lot of couples do, when we sit down in front of another couple... <laughs> It is gone. It's like clockwork. It, I can almost quote the script. Right. They begin to blame each other. Yep. Instead of taking onus and responsibility for themselves, they start what we call the blame game. The blame. And that's why this episode today is entitled Stop the Blame. Stop it. When God confronted Eve, she said, the devil made me do it. Right. When God confronted the man, Adam said, it was the woman you gave me, God. 
the woman you gave me made me do it. <laughs> Not the one I wanted, but you. Well, I mean, at all you of a gave su- me this woman. Right? Just a few verses before, he was calling her bone of my bone, flesh, flesh of, of my, my flesh. flesh. Now he's saying, she's your girl. <laughs> you did this. You gave me this woman. And man, look at her. She's like, she's crazy. Uh, she, she made yes. me do it. If I hadn't had had her, this wouldn't have happened. Uh-huh. And so, again, and, and, and look, people like to use this analogy, this, this story, which is a true story of, you know, using it as, see, it's the woman's fault. It's the man's fault. The truth is all of us have to work on something. Oh. And there's where we need to begin. Stop the blame. So you and I want to talk about some of the things that we've learned Instead of blaming, how can we address yeah. conflict? And do it fairly and respectfully. So let's just say somebody misses it. Somebody messes up. Yes. Somebody goes off and does whatever is wrong. How do we fairly confront right. with truth and love? That's right. In a moment. Instead of... Every fight doesn't have to be a blow up, a uh, knockdown, drag out, a disrespectful, just like blowout fight, right? Right, right. You can have conflict and you can discuss things and say what you don't like and address things without like having this chaotic environment. Well, that's, you can imagine how chaotic it was in the first, the first uh, family. Everything was perfect. Everything was pristine, and in one moment, because of one decision by both, not just one, by both parties, sin comes in, and then the arguing begins. Right. Let's be honest. Every garden has the potential for what happened in Adam and Eve's life. Right. And so it's the same for couples today. And this, this little, the enemy's there. This little process that we're going to take you through isn't a process that we've like read in a book. This is really no, a process a, that I think you and I have developed, uh, unfortunately, through our own times of, well, of heated moments and um, loud discussions that the neighbors down the street could hear and, yeah. you know, those kind of things. Yeah, we weren't fighting. We were just discussing things very, very loudly. loudly. Yes. But... The truth is we all have these moments. So how do we deal with it? So they're kind of like guidelines, like rules, like guidelines that help us when conflict arises. So, so tell us one, Tammy. What, what, where, where do we begin? Well, I think the first place to begin is when you're facing conflict, you don't discuss things in the heat of the moment. You know, I think yeah. of it as like a, a water pot boiling when the, when the, pot is boiling that's not the time i'm talking like when steam's coming out of your ears when you're at the moment that you're so angry that you're so upset you're so like heated in that moment is oftentimes that we are our voices are very loud we're saying things that we really don't mean well maybe you mean it at the second but you know when it calms down you regret that you said some things and and it's hurtful Right. Things are said and done, and sometimes some people even get physical at that moment. That's well, once you lose respect, you really are not able to resolve anything. And I think sometimes we, you know, someone says, well, you know, our fighting and our aggression to each other is never physical, 
but I think we downplay the importance of words. Proverbs says that death and life are in the power of the tongue. Yeah. Jesus even said that you'll be, you'll be judged by every, even the idle words. Correct. So words are important. Words of affirmation that build up mm-hmm. or words that, yeah. that, that bring death and are negative, they have a lasting impact. I can remember you and I going through a difficult time in our lives, and we were at that moment where we weren't putting into practice what we're talking about right now. Right. We were just... I told you, these are points we developed well, along we're going the way. back and forth, back and forth. After 30 years, you get a little better at fighting. And, you know, it's, it, it, we, we, came to the, we came to this resolve and this conclusion early on that we would never let the sun go down on our wrath. And look, we've had, we've, we've had discussions <laughs> that lasted into, into the night. Uh-huh. I'm talking, as the sun was coming up, I would say, hey, listen, make Time's up your mind. We're running out, out of time. <laughs> the, the sand in the bottle is running out. Come to a conclusion so that we can obey the word of God. And look, living by that premise has always helped us to navigate conflict fairly and appropriately because it doesn't linger. Yeah. When you allow something to go on. Yes. You know, we, I, we go back to the story that, you know, when you and I first, first uh, I think we're married just a few weeks, maybe even a month I or so. I tell you, those first year fights are like, one, the well, ones you remember the most. I don't know what it is in that first year of marriage. They're but, movie, they're movie oh, worthy. They, it's it. Uh, you know, the things that go on. So you're, we're driving, you're upset about something. You said, stop the car, let me out. I stopped the car, you got out, and I took off. I mean, you took off. And I went home. You walked home. You're only, only a block away, two I mean, blocks yeah. away. Yeah. But you got there, and you were like, why did you leave me? I said, well, you told me to leave you. And... <laughs> You said, yeah, but I didn't mean it. You know, it's like, what are you, why are you doing that? And I'm like, well, I'm taking you for, at your word. And then we had a discussion. Tammy, this is how we deal with things. Uh, this is not right. And then you relate to me how when your parents fought that oh, your mom yeah. would get in the car and take off. And you saw that example and you felt like that was the way by in which you solved a conflict. And that's huge because that's so many people is that what we witnessed our entire lives is kind of what's in us. Well, let's, let's, we didn't even like try to make it a lesson for ourselves, but we, it is in us. What about the person that is confronted in a moment instead of running off in a car, how about the one who gives the silent treatment? Correct. They just shut down. Shut down, shut off. Don't want to talk about it. Off now, load. we're saying don't do it in the heat of the moment. Right. But we're not, we're going to get into it where conflict is necessary. Right. Uh, uh, confronting, confrontation. It is. It is. Is by the only way by which anyone is going to grow and mature. Because if you don't confront and you just keep sweeping it under the rug, that's where bitterness and anger and all these things just 
build up inside of us. I think this is where the word says that in the now last day. Now you have day, an attitude about everything. In the last day, life will increase in knowledge. Yeah. So we have a lot of this knowledge. We have access right. to the web, access to libraries, filled with information and knowledge. We know what to do, but we don't really know how to do it. That's training. That takes confrontation. Yeah. That takes confronting the situation. So, yeah, fights, if we can avoid a fight, that's beautiful. But they will happen. They will. They're going to happen because we're individuals, again, of fallen nature. We're sinners that are saved by grace. Yeah. We are not perfect. We are living in an imperfect human nature right. however we have the, the the nature of christ in us yes which will win out this is the battle so how do you come to that accountability so that's the greatest thing about a marriage is when when the husband and the wife together can hold each other accountable right but this is the way that we grow so don't look at it as it's a negative thing it's not negative. Right. Yeah, it's, it may be painful because no one wants to admit, going back to, going back to Genesis chapter 3, no one wants to admit their, their error. Right. No one loves to say, yes, I blew it. Right. But when we come to that humility, man, there are great things that take place. So when you start off with this conflict, as you said, you first have to make sure that you don't do it timing is appropriate in the heat of the moment it's so important step back right yes is that what you're saying because in the heat of the moment what happens is we see each other as each other's enemy you are the enemy when i am mad because i'm mad at you so you did this to me you provoked this so it's important that when we are able to sit down that we recognize that you're not the enemy there are things that need to be worked out, but you are not the enemy. So as we can discuss this, which brings us to point two, yeah. is that once we have the appropriate time and the, the, the pot has calmed down from boiling, yeah. now we're gonna, when we talk this out, we have to give each other time to talk without interrupting. Right. So if I'm trying to share Owen, this is what I don't like. This is what needs fixing. This is what you did that maybe hurt me. This is the issue at hand. I can't, if I'm sharing that, you can't keep cutting me off because now we're going to build to a heated discussion, which is what we want to avoid, right? Right. So yeah. we need to give each other ample time to talk. Now, I mean, you may have to be crazy and doing this, maybe it's something that you hold. As long as I'm holding this object, it's my turn to talk. Right. I mean, even if, if you have to do something as simple, lesson as that, some couples need more help than others. Now, remember, we're talking about conflict. Yes. So you have to be intentional about what you do. Correct. When you're in a conflict, you're first you're saying, all right, back off, then come together. When you come if you together. you have to set a timer. When you come together, it's important to learn to be a listener. Exactly. I think that that's, that's the, the art and the skill that needs to be learned in any successful person. Correct. That you're, you're able to listen right. to the individual. And we take this, and I've used this analogy 
that you can learn to better listen to God by learning to listen to your spouse. That's true. It is a, it is an art. It is a skill. Now, again, I'm going by just by my own experience that it's, it's difficult. It's not easy when you're in the midst because you want to be heard. Right. And you want, you want to get your point across. But I've learned that things become a little bit easier when you begin to yield. So let's just say if both start yielding, say, you know what, go ahead, you talk, I'll listen. Or, and you do that, and, and you know, that demands that you, you, it shows you care. It does. And, you know, practical, you love using practical things. Make (laughs) eye contact because, you know, when you're talking to someone, you can can look around the room or you can be distracted with phone or or all kinds of different things. How many distractions are there? You know, if you're sitting there, you're listening, you're playing with your phone while you're you're talking. You're staring off. It's you're not going to get the respect in the in the in the place that you really need to be. Right. So how important it is to make eye contact, step back, look at one another. Yeah. It shows that you care. It does. It does. And that and that's when you're on the road to resolving the issue. Right. When you can at least get to that place. And you always said, you know, it's not what you say. Oh, it's how you say it. Right. I mean, you know, if we could just master that. We'd be really going somewhere because so many times um, I'd have to lean more to it's the female because we're more emotional that when we say things, it's so mixed with our emotions that if we can learn to control our emotions, you know, if I'm upset about something small, let's just say I asked you to put the trash out, you didn't put the trash out. You know, if I'm yelling it, you didn't put the trash out versus Owen. You know, I'm, it really helps me when you just take that bit of the load off of me by putting the trash out. You know, if not, it's just adding to, to my burden. Right. It, it's like you can say the same thing with emotion, without emotion, and then it's received two different ways. Right, right. No, I think that's so important, that, that posture, that when we're talking, and we're talking, you know. Boy, does body language say everything, Body huh? language, facial expressions just learning and listen again every successful marriage has had to learn absolutely if not these particular how we're saying it they've learned this oh yeah if you are successful in your marriage you will have it doesn't matter who you marry you know i've seen this that somebody said well i'll find the perfect one no, my friend, any marriage that has been lasting has learned to utilize the gifts and the Absolutely. skills and the art, and number one, uh, of, of listening. Now, in, in, in the confrontation, you know, you know, there's two extremes, see? Two extremes. You got people on one side that, are, that, are, that want to confront everything. Right. And, and, and Everything's an issue. And then there's those who, who never want to. Right. They, what they, happens, though, when you never confront it, so things are bothering me, things are bothering you, but we never confront it. You know what happens? 
you start finding things to pretty much avoid coming home, avoid spending time together. And then there's like this, this wedge that just keeps growing and growing and growing. So eventually, I always say pressure breaks pipes, right? right? So eventually, it's like at the point of explosion. So you think you're avoiding it, but it's the time test. Eventually, it's, right. it's going to erupt. It's going to come to a climax. And I, I've, I've learned, you know, I've, I, we've, as we go back and forth, that in, in our 31 years almost now, in October, 30, 31 years, October 10th. See, I even remember our uh, anniversary. Good. I'm pretty good I'm at this. I'm so proud. Uh, but, you know, confrontation is a necessary evil, a necessary uh, part of growth as a marriage. And so we do it, we step back, but we do it in love. Yeah. So how do you do that in love? By, by confronting someone in love, it's, it, it's, it's truth without being judgmental. That's important. Saying what is on your heart and on your mind, but with the understanding and, the, and that we can work this out. And, but I think that that's where, you know, some folks, are, we're on two extremes. We're, we're judgmental. Mm-hmm. And, and look, guys are going to blow it. You know, you've helped me through difficult times, difficult situations and, and our life. When you, you know, when you first, you, you, I remember the first time you realized I wasn't perfect. And you're like, I'm, sh- I'm shocked. I'm just, I'm ashamed of you. And uh, I, I was like. I mean, was that judgmental, huh? Well, I mean, we were young. Yeah. I mean, at the, at the moment. But it did matter. It hurt. Yeah, yeah. It hurt because I felt shame. I felt like that I had really let you down. Right. And so. Um, but you see, that's where so many um, potential or happens to be affairs come in the picture yeah. that the the you come home and there's conflict and there's judgment and there's or the silent treatment and so home is not a place that is something that you look forward to coming home right because it's it's not a place of joy it's not a place of rest it's not a place of pleasure so then you go to work or wherever your life is right. and there are people there that you do find happiness with you do find joy you do laugh with and so that's what happens and the enemy will use that and so hey going to work or wherever I go is more fun I enjoy it more and then you know that road just takes a whole pivotal twist that you never intended to happen that is a great point because if you don't listen someone else will exactly someone else so how important will listen that that together when we say come together and talk and give each other respectful time to talk, that we do work on the things that bother us. We do work on conflict. We do work on things that may arise in our marriages because it's just, it, it's necessary. It's so important. It is a very necessary, important part of coming together and discussing where things 
really are. And, you know, this is common. When we sit down with couples and in our own life, we've seen it where, where people are confronting everything very judgmental. Yeah. And the other extreme is that they never confront anything. People just kind of live two different lives in the same house going in two different directions. And I would say that is not a healthy marriage. No, it's not. A healthy marriage is confrontation, yes, but in love. That's right. And in truth. That's right. So when we speak the truth, this is a great thing about it. It is how we will overcome our problems. We see it in the scripture. Jesus says, confess your sins to the Lord. But in James, it tells us, confess your faults one to another that you may be healed. So this is beautiful to be able to know that what is happening now. Now, what's going on is when we confront and when we, 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 we come into that place, we're not just resolving the issue. That's, that's important. We're right. resolving what's going on, but we're also growing. So we're not going to have to, we're not going to repeat some of the same things that we've had going on. Right. Because that's where healing comes in. When a person really finds out what Christ has done for them and there's accountability and there's this brought to light moment, things begin to change and growth takes place. That's the beautiful thing about it. It's not just resolving because man you know we go around every day and just yeah. hitting everybody and hitting them hard and trying to you know i'm gonna expose you and i'm gonna get the nah, okay okay but why why are we dealing with the situation we're dealing with it because it needs to be dealt with it's a problem it's an issue but bigger than that what's the outcome of it growth right maturity of course the marriage becomes a safe place. Yes. The home becomes more like heaven. Yes. Instead of like hell. Yes. That's that's what that's we right. that's what we've noticed. So practice listening. That's right. Practice talking without interrupting. Practice as you learn to deal with situations of talking it through, having discussion conversation it builds a healthy relationship a healthy marriage i don't know i go I, I, we, we 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 go out to eat not all the time but Enough. often yeah and i look at couples at the table across from us <laughs> they're not talking not one word what you don't have nothing to talk about i mean maybe they're all talked out i don't know we're After, like going to town we're talking about everything <laughs> everything we are you know yeah. you say well my kids are gone from the house well i mean there's something yeah to talk about you know fight or something yeah but i just i noticed that when we're sitting at at tables people can become a little nosy they want to listen to our conversation because right. they ain't got nothing going on and that's what happens in 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 in, in life it's a it's it's a reflection right that when there's nothing going on in their home they want to look at somewhere else that's right I want to look at what's happening elsewhere. Correct. That's that's 
that's that's not what so God. we've we've waited and, and we discuss things when it's not in the heat of the moment not in the heat of the moment then we can't do it given each other fair time and in time to talk without interruption right and that brings us to the next point which is the f word yeah Ooh, the f word oh i like using the f God. word it's a good word. It's a good word. The F word. But the F word does come good. into this. It just sounds good when you say it. And it is forgive. Forgive. That's the big F word. That's the forgive. F word. Oh, we just, we just caught some people off guard there. Oh, my God. They're like, no they way. Thought, oh, this guy's going to say some bad words here. <laughs> no. We want the good F word, which is forgive. Well, in some people's mind, the, you have that's bad. to come to a place of forgiveness. That's what yeah. it's all about is right. forgiveness. Well, if you, Jesus said, if you don't forgive, you're not going to be, you're not going to be forgiven. Right. And, um, you know, to the level of which we forgive is the level at which he will forgive our, right. our sins. So I believe that, that that is so important when we go through all of this because you know i'm gonna get on the girl the girl people a little bit right here um girls have this incredible ability to be able to remember things years ago from years back oh god it's like our file cabinet is like the big four drawer file cabinet and then your file cabinet is like your little briefcase. Well, you know, it, I, I've, I've read... You're very right. I, I will admit, well, no, for, no. for sake of all of the females, I will admit that that their strengths, statement, we do have such a memory bank. There's strengths and weaknesses in both genders. Yeah. So here, here, here we go. A woman has this ability to be able to remember simply because, and scientists have proven this, that a woman ponders things and throws them from one side of the brain to the other. So, which causes a greater level of remembrance of details. Whereas a man tends to use one part of the brain and, and it, 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 so if guys like headlines, girls like details, simply because women have a better memory. So when it comes to conflict, we tend, we tend at times to not confront the moment of where we're, what we're dealing with right here. We want to, yes, bring that up, but it triggers something from 28 years ago. Well. Now, let's go back. The Lord refuses to... to to not forgive and, for, and forget us. That's right. He does forgive our sins, but the Lord does not forget our sins. Right. Because how could God forget anything? He's all-knowing. All right, right. He's omnipotent. Right. He's, he's everything. God chooses to not to bring it up. Correct. This is what has to happen in a marriage. Absolutely. If you I, I remember when you and I were first married, why does um, it always happen in the first? Was, well, in the beginning, because... It's like if you survived the first year, you've done well. We were going to counsel a newlywed couple. Oh, gosh. We had been married three or four years, and this couple had been married just a couple of weeks. 
and I mean right out out the the, uh, the beginning, this couple was like fighting. They were having trouble. Right out from the beginning. We we had moments, and we made it through. We didn't have a lot of we 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 we, we did okay, but this couple it was it was bad right from the beginning. So we said, you know what? We're going to sit down and talk with them. We'll we'll talk with them a little bit, and we'll 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 see what's going on. Well, the couple came to see us, and when we when we when we uh, we started the meeting, they both pulled out a notebook. Oh yes, I do remember that. You remember that? Yes. They both pulled out a notebook of all the. I mean, things, they had recorded all of things that their offenses he had done. And she a record, pulled, a written record. Yeah. And I've I mean, never had a written record, my goodness. And I mean... No, that was, was hilarious. It was even things that had happened during their, their courting. Yeah, and, yeah. And they were, they were engaged. Yeah. They were keeping a written record. It was a record. Yes. And I said, you know what? Jesus. And I wasn't... This will never last. I wasn't as knowledgeable about things as I am now. Right. Uh, but uh, I didn't have as much scripture and verse and and Bible and, uh, and training. But when I, when I, um, I knew right from the beginning, Hey, you know what? You need to get rid of it. No. So you know what guys, I'm not going to talk with you until you both ditch the notebooks have to go the notebooks. Right. And they, they looked at me. Uh, I said, no, I'm, I'm just not going to go on. If you want to continue to bring up right. every little thing that I mean, he's how done, can we move forward? She's done. We're not going to be able to even have a conversation. Right. Until you forgive, until you get to that place where you can forgive, you really have nothing to build on. Right. So the place of forgiveness, that's what all the talking and discussing is to bring you to, is that place of forgiveness. Right. Oh, that's it. And I mean, so we did that, that meeting. We got over it. They and, threw you know, the notebooks away. We threw the, they put the notebooks out and then we started having good mm-hmm. conversation. And that's the point that we're making right here, that if you don't learn how to forgive. Right. And then forget to bring things. Just don't bring it up. You're not going to forget. Right. Listen, let's just settle it right now. Guys will forget because they don't have the capacity right. to remember. They don't. When someone says, I don't, the guy just plays dumb. Why does he play dumb all the time? My husband, when I, I tell him, you remember when you did this? He's like, I don't remember that. You know what? He doesn't. He don't have the Correct. capacity to remember. Girls do. Ladies just refuse to bring up the past. Refuse. Deal when you deal with something like we're talking about right here, you leave it alone and you walk away and you don't bring it up. Forgiveness means anymore. that one person has been hurt by the other person. Sometimes that hurt is a big hurt. It's deep. Sometimes it's little things, but sometimes it's a really big hurt. It doesn't excuse that what happened happened. No, we're it not does saying not, that at all. It doesn't. You know, say, oh, this never happened, sweep it under the rug. It doesn't excuse that you've been hurt. It, what it means is, is that I am in a place that I recognize what you did and I choose to help both of us right. to get over this. I choose to right. forgive you of this and I'm not going to hold it against you any longer. Right. And together we're going to work through this. It, it, right. Until you come to that place. Right. 
you have to come to that place to have a future in the marriage. Yeah. No, or any relationship. That, 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 is, that is so vital. It is. That you, you learn to, as you've said many times, fight fairly. Things do hurt. And we're not here saying today that you just ignore it. No. And that your pain is not real. But what we are saying, before it gets to a level right. where it seems like it's so impossible, start off right. That's right. Start off correctly. Practice these things that will help you yeah. to better your marriage. And even if you're in a situation today where it does seem impossible. Mm-hmm. I, I, before we, 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 we break away today... You were telling me about a lady who came to church on Sunday. Yeah. And she hadn't been here in a while, mm-hmm. but she heard the message. The lady was actually a first-time visitor. She'd never right. been to the oh, church before. Oh, she had never before. been to the church. And evidently, the Holy Spirit brought her here the right place at the right time, right? Yeah. And uh, she came a long distance all the way from Laplace. Our church is in New Orleans East. That's, yeah, that's a good way. quite a few miles. The other side of the city. Yes. So uh, she came, and she's going through a divorce. Um, there's not a question about the divorce. They both concluded to go through with the divorce. Right. And after hearing a message on what we're talking about right now, yeah. on to get to this place of forgiveness and, and talking things out and, you know, just all the things we're talking about on this podcast. The lady said, when I leave church right now, the first thing I'm doing is getting in my car and I'm calling yeah. my husband and I'm going to be very kind and I'm going to see if we can get together and well, talk. And that's our, that's the purpose for what we're talking about here right now. Yes. Is that wherever you may be, you're starting out, maybe you're single, you're engaged, getting married. You can learn to practice these things now. Yeah. If you're in the midst of a marriage, do it before it gets too bad. That's or right. even if it's in a bad place, God can still Absolutely. turn it around. We've seen so many miracles. If we are willing That's right. to work on it. That's right. No matter, no matter where we are with the grace and the goodness of God, we can turn the situation around, but it's going to take some work, not just prayer. Prayer sometimes is a cop-out. Right. You have to pray. Yes. I'm not saying because we're prayer people, but it takes work. That's right. Sometimes people are so spiritual that that's a cop-out for being a real man and right. a real woman. Right. Stop it. Yeah. Work on it. That's right. Get real. Deal with life. Don't go off in your prayer closet. That's right. When you got an offended mate or an offended, uh, uh, an offended spouse, mm-hmm. don't let the sun go down your wrath. Do it as quickly as can, you can, and you will turn it around. There's no magic pill. Right. There's no. There, 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 there's no quick fix thing. Right. This is a practice that leads to a healthy marriage. Now, when we get to the next episode of season two, we're going to continue this because next we're going to move to what, what do you do when you move past forgiveness? Because there's a healing that has to take place. Healing, Yeah. Because forgiveness and healing are two separate processes and experiences. 
And we need both. We need both. Which one is a prerequisite. Forgiveness is first before there's healing. healing. So that's next. Before we leave, tell them what you'd like for them to do right now. I want you to like and subscribe to this podcast, Unscripted with Owen and Tammy. Yeah. Like and subscribe and help others by sharing. Share and let others hear this message. Like that lady that was a first-time visitor in our church. Perhaps there are marriages that are on the brink that God wants to put back together and save and restore and heal. And like what the Lord shared with me once when we were going through a rough time was that the latter house shall be greater than the former house. I believe God can make your life, make your marriage better in the back end than it ever was in the beginning. Well, we hope that we helped you some kind of way. As you said, like and subscribe. Uh, We just want to see you blessed and your marriage healthy. For me and Tammy, have a blessed day.